0: This is a journey into sound, a journey which along the way will bring to you new colour, new dimension, new values, and
1: a new experience.
0: Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music podcast the Artist of the Week. This week's Artist of the Week is West Coast Massive and with me today we have Stephen from West Coast Massive. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm great. Thank you for asking. Really excited.
0: I was a bit dubious about having you on the show to be honest because we're a, a podcast about lesser known artists and lesser known music but you're making quite some waves over there in the US aren't you?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I still consider myself a lesser known artist compared to what I really want to be. Uh, thank you for (laughs) considering me someone who's making waves, you know, really, sometimes it doesn't feel like that, because I am still independent, and I do make everything, you know, just in my house, kind of just by myself with my friends, so it's a really homemade feel I've got going here, so it's not like a big, like, artist project. It's kind of what I'm shooting for.
0: It's more satisfying though, isn't it, knowing that you've done it all by yourself and you haven't had to rely on other people like producers, other producers and other labels to help you get your work out there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think I think that's kind of the way music is trending is everyone has the tools to make really awesome stuff just Uh, on their own if they have the creativity and imagination because it's really hard to rely on people in the music industry you know everyone's kind of vying for their own little pocket and the more you can control yourself even simple things like mixing mastering writing recording vocals it's just your your outputs gonna be so proficient and um, prolific and I think for me that's really important
0: well I have to take my hat off to you because there's so many artists out there that are wanting to produce what you're producing and do what you're doing without putting in the work and getting other producers to produce it for them and other people to write it with them and do this with them and do that with them and play this and play that. And then you have to ask yourself, are they really the artist behind that outfit? And what you're doing says a lot for hard work because taking a look at Spotify here, and I know you've only been going a short time, but taking a look at Spotify, 92,000 listens on Spotify a month, that's... That's quite good that, that's that's almost in celebrity territory that is
1: almost definitely doesn't feel like it. I'm not getting like uh, you know yelled at when I walk outside of my house and I'm quite happy about that actually I, I like to just I want people to know my music more so than they know me you know that's way more important.
0: I think that's a good thing about the style of music that you do you're not like a, a pop artist. It's like if you look at some of the biggest da- dance acts, uh in in the past, like say Faithless, for instance. You know, she could walk down the street, and you put, so m- most people wouldn't know who she is. It's one of those things that comes with dancing with um, EDM and what what have you. If you're a pop artist, you know, you you're at the front of the stage with the mic and everything. You're gonna get known. So I think I think you're gonna be even. I think you can get another few thousand followers on Spotify, and you'll still be still be uh, safe. I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's the cool part about dance music and I think that's why it attracted me to dance music is because it is really about like the songs and it puts less pressure on you to kind of be this like cultural relevant personality who's got their finger on the heartbeat of like Twitter and you know all the memes and everything. It's like I just really want to make the best music I can make. And that's really all I care about. What people think of me and my personal life, not important, you know? I want the music to connect with people. And dance music is probably the best avenue, the best genre for that to be a reality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is, um, the thing I love about dance music as well is it, it's a social genre, whereas most other genres aren't. They're kind of like personal and that they tell a story that's all personal. This is a social genre. Everybody's dancing together, especially with the music I've been listening to today of yours. I almost get visions of beach parties and people drinking together.
1: That's the inspiration is I went to so many uh, festivals, you know, when I was in college and Just kind of being surrounded by this like overall feeling of like unity and just we're all here like really kind of disassociating ourselves from reality for a little bit to connect with these songs and like that's really stuck with me. And I I wanted to figure out how I could never leave that world and the best answer I could come up with was just to make the music. So here we are.
0: Cool. I love that there's still artists like you. Doing this style of music because in in the past you'd have had people like Sash and you'd have had well, even Faithless to an extent, not quite the same as yours, but for some reason that they stopped doing it, or maybe they still do, but they're not as prolific as they were. It feels like it's a style of music that died out, but shouldn't have. And I think people yeah, need, I think people need to bring it back. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel a responsibility to kind of carry carry the sound to you know the future listeners and really spread the word and also i think it's more so about the sound of the music when you're producing and for me like i can't sing i'm really awful at singing so for me my voice is the textures and the layers and the story i'm able to tell through the songs and like that's the voice i want to have yeah
0: and that's one of the good things about your style of music kind of gets you to use your imagination a bit more than like pop songs that will give you the story. Like I just said, I was listening to some of your songs and I picture walking down the beach with friends, drink, having drinks, enjoying yourself, you know, it paints a picture. It might paint a different picture in somebody else's head.
1: Yeah, it's more, pop music is much more like, <clears throat> this is my relationship, this is like, this is my personal life, this is what I'm feeling. And I've, I've actually gotten into... um I've really focused on writing lyrics lately, and uh, actually for the EP that's coming out tonight, the two vocal tracks, my girlfriend sings on Willow, and she's never sung in a studio before, and one of my best friends, Sean, he, he's a plastic surgeon at UCLA, he sings on Duende, and they've never done anything like this before, but I kind of caught this vibe with them. They're coming into the studio every day, Cause Sean has been on medical leave. He had neck surgery for a herniated discs. So he's had all this free time and they've just been coming into the studio. We've been vibing and I'm like, you know what? Like, let's rewrote these songs together. Like, why don't you guys like try and sing? I've heard you sing along to the radio and in the car and your voices are like pretty outstanding. So let's get you on the mic and see what happens. And it's amazing just, you know, what a simple connection can do, because when you're really connected to these people, obviously my girlfriend and one of my best friends, this the quality I'm getting out of those sessions is just totally different than when I walk into the room with someone I've never met before.
0: So do you feel that relationship has helped you produce better work this time?
1: Yeah, I think the songs on this EP are probably the best songs I've put out to date, and it's because the process of making them was so homegrown and and so happy like sometimes like before this i'd make songs by myself just for hours on the computer but for this i i'm having people in the studio i'm inviting friends over i'm listening to their ideas and it's all a big group project and like that makes me so happy that everyone's able to contribute and we all create this awesome product together especially bringing in people who probably never thought they would work on anything like this you know it's amazing to see like the reactions they're getting when they take the headphones off you play the track they hear their voice over the song and they're like whoa like is this real life
0: i remember when i used to go in the studio to record it was a I i enjoyed it because i was with friends in the band that i was in it, it was quite fun but i can imagine that you've worked with other people and like it becomes judgery I'd imagine it becomes like hard like work and not not so fun but I can imagine the, the process that you've been going through with this it's been um, probably a bit of a eye-opener for yourself as well
1: yeah it's definitely it's changed the way I have th- thought about making music myself actually because I, I kind of got into this industry thinking you know, I need to work with the best singers I can work with. I need to work with like the best, you know, people who have the best name, who can bring the most out of my project. But like through this process, I've learned that you don't really need that. You just need to start with the fundamental like understanding of what the message is you're trying to give out. Find people who want to help you spread the word and potentially help collaborate with you and that's going to be that's going to connect more with people. Than any sort of like forced collaboration or something like that, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Because for people to be able to work with you on your level, I think they need to know you already. Then, you know, working with someone you don't know, it's going to take time, it's going to take effort on their part and your part, and much more trial and error. Whereas if you're working with someone you know, they know you, they know how you work. And I think it's going to be more fun anyway. because You know, you're already friends. So tell us a bit more about this EP that you've got being released.
1: Uh, So it's three songs. It's called Duende. And Duende is an interesting word. It means like the magical ability of music to move people to feel something incredible. And I thought that was really fitting. I actually found the word Duende on Pinterest because I was trying to think of what the hell to call this thing. And my girlfriend was just like, why don't you just search interesting words on Pinterest? And I went on it and found Duende. It, it seemed to work perfectly. So the lead single is Willow. It's a really chill track. It's got a vocal hook. Um, my girlfriend sings on it. I have a, actually have a recorder solo on it, you know, the little plastic recorder. Uh, instruments that they give you. Yeah, I just, I was just like ripping into that thing in my mic and it actually gave it a really beautiful tone. It sounds like nothing I've ever made before. The second song, Duende, is a Middle Eastern kind of Arabian inspired song. My friend Sean sings on it, he's Persian. I, I made this beat one morning that really sounded like some sort of Middle Eastern type beat because I was really inspired by this song Avicii put out called Tough Love. He starts the song with a beautiful string section that is so cinematic. And I woke up and I heard that on New Music Friday and I was like, Oh my God, like, this is amazing. I want to try and like build, build off of what, you know, Avicii did back in the day. And I told Sean to come over. I said, look, I got a really cool track. I want you to come over and forget everything and just pretend like you're standing on top of like a minaret and just calling people to come pray and really capture that like cinematic Eastern vibe. And he comes over and just absolutely kills the vocals. I really loved it. I reached out on Instagram, I posted on my story, does anyone know a string player? Because I can't play strings. I get one person responded to me, connected yeah. me with this guy, Chris Murphy, who's a local violinist. He comes in, records strings, makes a beautiful string section, mandolin parts, like sustained strings, wah strings, everything and it just kinda came together through that and it's like a really rich song and the third song is Light which I made a year ago just kinda by myself on like a really beautiful Sunday afternoon my mom was in the process of moving to Rome at the time and I grew up in DC and she was moving to Rome so it was weird knowing that I wasn't going to have a home in D.C. anymore. And this song kind of is an expression of this feeling of my family's moving away to a cool, awesome city in Europe, probably for the better. I'm here. I need to grow the fuck up. I need to claim my territory here and to build my life. And that song is kind of just an expression of my relationship with my mom and my family, of them moving and the mixture of emotions I got from that.
0: It's cool because a lot of people probably don't realize that this kind of music can still be personal just because you're not singing words about some shitty partner that's left you. You know, these pieces of work are still personal to you. They still mean something. You know, they're still deep.
1: Definitely. And I think, especially now, like a lot of our generation... It's not really a dating culture, you know? So, you know, we don't have girlfriends and boyfriends, like, all the time. You know, a lot of us are single for most of our lives, especially me. Like, I never really had a serious girlfriend until about a year and a half ago. So I couldn't I couldn't sing about a breakup. Or I, I can't sing anyways, but I couldn't write about a breakup or something like that because that's not something that's been a part of my life. But what I can do is I can create textures that I have lived through like people moving and all these other things and that's why I think the personality shines through
0: it's cool because when you realize that you've got a personal element to it it makes your song your music more engaging but at the same time because it's a dance track and you're not telling the story it still makes that music subjective to other people but going back to your process I was quite surprised listening to what you were just saying actually about uh, the strings because obviously your work is very, you know, it's it's, it's very synth based. I, I, I can imagine you sat there with uh, either some sort of Korg or a Roland you know, that can produce any kind of sound that you want but you still chose to go out and get organic strings.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to start incorporating more of these live instruments in my mixes because I think as an electronic music producer we all have the same instruments at the end of the day i have a Roland jdxi sitting next to me right now you know everyone's got these but what we don't have or i i think a competitive advantage is getting sounds that other people don't have access to so that's why my friend now chris murphy the string player he's like kind of my secret weapon you know he comes in and he just plays these beautiful mandolin parts, almost Led Zeppelin-esque, and string parts. And it's like, no one else has those sounds. And that in and of itself really, really excites me.
0: So obviously you're doing quite well at the moment in the US. You've been going, How long have you been going? Since 2016, is it?
1: 2017, I put my first single out, uh, Space. It was May of 2017.
0: So in- two short years you've come quite far so the future is looking quite bright what's your reception been like over here in the UK and in Europe?
1: I think it's been pretty good and honestly I think Europe is a really good environment for my music because sometimes it's, it's harder to break an artist in America especially when they have a, a unique sound and right now because we're so focused on hip hop and a lot of pop music and I really do wanna try and get my music more into the European markets like Italy, England, uh, Spain, Denmark, You know, Sweden, all those countries, I think would really like it. It's just been kind of a struggle for me cause I am a one man uh, team. I don't have a manager right now, but I have slowly kind of met people that are helping me out. And it's just making the overall project much better. Like. I met this awesome photographer, called Sam Naherney in a a couple of weeks ago. He was visiting Los Angeles to take pictures. Uh, he was paid to come out here, and we really connected. We spent a whole day together talking about our dreams and goals. And I showed him all my music. And I do a call with him every every week a uh, a FaceTime call, and we just talk about how we're gonna get my music over there because he currently lives in Nottingham right now actually. Yeah, he's a great guy, he's been extremely helpful just giving me some advice on marketing, helping me send my music out and all kinds of stuff. So he's, he's pretty much part of my team right now. I would love for him to move to Los Angeles. So Sam, if you're listening, get your ass over here. 'Cause I really need you <laughs> full time.
0: <laughs> well, if there's anything we can do over here to help get your music out, obviously we'll we'll do our best.
1: Awesome. That means a lot, thank you.
0: So the rest of this year, what does the rest of this year look like? What you got planned? Have you got any shows coming up, any more EPs?
1: I've got a really awesome remix for this artist Bamba that's coming out July thirteenth. It's a heavy dance song, very anthemic festival back to my 128 BPM EDM roots. Very happy. I'm gonna put out a song at the end of July. I'm gonna put out a song at the end of August. I'm pretty much gonna put out a song every month because I've got like 20 songs made and I just wanna get them out and I'm packaging them up differently into different EPs. Some are gonna be singles and some are just gonna be one shots. And I'm gonna try and get some more shows going. That's been my biggest goal, is I make the music to perform live. That's why it has really epic layers in it and moments. So my biggest goal is to start playing more shows, probably at the end of the summer, create a live experience. I wanna partner with a visual artist who understands the ideas in my mind and get them up visually. I wanna tell a story you know, on stage and, and give people an experience where they come, they cry, they get scared, they laugh, and they leave feeling just fucking awesome.
0: Without somebody telling them what the story is about as well. It's amazing. It's all
1: up to them, yes.
0: Sounds awesome. I hope you do come over to the UK, to be honest, I'd love to come and see that.
1: Amazing, yeah. Sam is working on that. We're going to make it happen.
0: Excellent. You'll have to keep me up to date with that then.
1: No doubt. Thank you.
0: Excellent. If our followers want to listen to you, other than Spotify, of course, where else can they listen to you and where can they follow you?
1: I'm on Apple Music at West Coast Massive. I'm on SoundCloud, West Coast Massive, Google Play. I'm West Coast Massive on every digital streaming platform. My Instagram is at West Coast Mass. And then my Twitter and Facebook is at West Coast Massive.
0: Awesome. And uh, to the listeners, as I always say every time, listen to the work on Spotify, and if you like it, go out and buy the work as well, because Spotify does not pay, the, pay a wage, and the, these artists are putting in a lot of work, so go out and buy their work.
1: Yes, at the very least, save it to your libraries, and if you want to be extra generous, pay the $1.29, because we <laughs> are putting in 12-hour days And I want to continue, I just want to have the time and the freedom to keep giving music to my fan base and hopefully the rest of the world.
0: Yes, excellent. And on that note, I'm going to play your songs now. I'm going to play your EP now in your order, which is, what was the order again?
1: Willow, Duende and Light.
0: Awesome. So this is Willow, Duende and Light.